Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 831 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. That was just a very brief taste of our intro music. Just a little bit. We don't want you to get spoiled on it. Join today. Get used to it, but for longer. Today, we've got James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Ashram. What a weekend uh, for non-wrestling activities. One, um, One, we have a new intro song because of... Well, I don't really know why. We can't really get because to the it's bottom. Sued, of it. sued for copyright. No, but every we bought. I bought that song fair and square, and we're able to use it for sure. But the company won't whitelist it. So on Facebook, we just get flagged every single episode. Which like company? Sure which company owns it? Um, I don't know. Let's go beat them up. We, all right, let's do that. Uh, we could. It may come down to it. Uh, but, some skulls. But that, so we had to get a new song. That song was performed by JD and the Rippers, uh, JD's uh, funk cover band that he has here in Austin. They've been on the tour, hitting the scene. And so, yeah, we can't get sued because he won't sue us for this probably. If things go bad, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, Ben, you had Zoo Fest, but you think that was a big deal. I like how you called it Zoo Fest. That's funny. You just made a new name. I like it. Well, that's what B- Bader called it, so I don't know. Oh, okay. But it sounds um, like I'm in. It sounds like a, a place for, you know, some wild animals. So, but JD <laughs> Raider, did you know this? What? No, I didn't he's, know what happened. He's engaged to be married. Hey, it is true. It is true. Thank you. Thank you. It happened over this weekend. Uh, a true Labor Day gift to all of us, and uh, mm-hmm. so we're congratulating JD. Now, so um, it's only a matter of time until he's in on our dad jokes. Then, oh yeah. He's going to, I think, I, say I, more time than less. But I would say, I, I glance over <laughs> to screen every now and again. He's already shopping for those white New Balance shoes to go to Home Depot in. So I think he's, he is well on his way. But yes, this man, he'll be joining the likes of us as, uh, as, as happily married men. Mm hmm. Congrats, right. JD. How'd you do it? Uh, it wasn't, uh, anything too crazy. Just McDonald's drive through. Yeah. You know, Nothing, and then we got Big Macs after. <laughs> there you go. Nice. All right. So we've got we've got marriage, we've got Labor Day weekend, we've got new music. Uh, it's it's quite a start to the week. Who's number one week? Which very excited about yeah. that. I'll be going. Well, it's only three days away now because it's a short week. It feels weird. Honestly, I kept having struggling with t- that. I had to podcast this morning because yesterday just felt like Sunday so bad. You know, all my friends are home in the morning. It really felt like Sunday. And I have a shoot. I have a podcast in the morning. Well, but I'm so sorry. Sorry to ruin your day. Number one, three days away. Let's go. Also, Worlds. Technically, Worlds Week. Yeah, Worlds Week. World That's, starts uh, the 10th. Really? I thought it was next week. We're within seven days. Yeah, which means it's Worlds Week. It starts okay. Sunday. Right, whatever. Fair the enough. The 10th. All right, here's a question before we get into wrestling. What is the start of the week? Monday. Technic- 
for sure. See, I say Monday. It is Monday. I don't I don't like those Sunday people. Those people that, that say Sunday is the big week. I don't like those people. Well, this was a source of, of uh my, my wife is adamant that it starts on Sunday. I was like, in what no. world does anything start on Sunday? Nothing. Yeah, I sorry to say. Calendar? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't know why the calendar does that, but uh, listen, anyone anyone knows the week starts on the Monday and it ends on a Sunday. Everybody exactly. knows that. Obvious. Yeah. Yes, only nerds like my wife, who is a nerd, would uh, would make nerd. such a proclamation. We have new outro music, too, because uh, apparently there's something wrong with that one. But it's going to be different, apparently, every day. So it'll be kind of a dealer's choice. So I don't know. It it's all uh, depends on Tyler's mood. It could depend on how the Red Sox did. Who knows what it's going to be. But uh, so I'm trying to, to download wait. the world schedule so I can see it. Uh, United World Wrestling has a new app. I downloaded it immediately. Oh. It's pretty slick is looking. It good? Well, it will, it'll get... M- it's not that useful right now because Worlds isn't happening. But when it's happening, sounds like it'll be the the place to be. Oh, so Greco's the ninth or the tenth. Greco's yeah, the eleventh. Yes, indeed. Girls, female start. Steve, female start the twelfth. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. Okie doke. Uh, recruiting news: Sonny Sasso, the brother of Sammy. To Virginia Tech, who is quietly building a very nice 2023 class. JD, do you uh, you want to share some of the details on that one? Yeah, they got uh, Mac Church, Hunter Mason, uh, Sasso, Logan Frazier from Indiana, as well. So a couple big borders. That's a lot. One, two, three, five big borders. Or no, four. Four. Okay. Four big borders. That's pretty wild. Good job by them. Good job, Hope. class. How was your class in 2022 class? I don't remember offhand. Uh, it's pretty good. Let me pull it up here. Let's They're see. very good at recruiting. High school big board. What was uh? There were uh, Marquez and McGowan. Where's he gonna go? Crook. Say that again. Where's Mark Anthony McGowan gonna go? I don't know. Maybe we'll ask him this weekend. Okay. I'm not even sure what's on his radar. And is Jim Mullen playing football? Or what's he going to do? That I also don't know. I'm sure he's probably... In college, he has not made a decision yet. Yeah. Okay, so there's some good questions. We want to get back into tiers. Um, what Ben, what would you prefer to go into first? Um, uh, let's do these tiers. We, you know, I don't know why. I feel like we've been uh, – Laxadaisical, and we have not finished them up, but I think we should do that. Okay, let's tear it up. Before, tear it up. Before Ben tears up. He's very, very emotional today. All right, so we haven't done 149 yet, which is a pretty fun wait. It. It's exciting. Kind of easy, though. We it, Tier one's very easy because it's just John Diakamahalas out on his own. Mm-hmm. Very deserving of Tier 1 island status. I, I thought JD did a nice little job here with Tier 2. Ridge, Sammy, Gomez, I think those three established themselves as a decided rung below Yanni, but definitely separated from the Tier 3 group of guys. The only one I was going to look at was uh, two years ago. I feel like like Hunter um, Brockmaller beat a few of these dudes. That's what I was going to say, Harold Brockmaller. Um, Maybe not. I could be wrong. Well, yeah, he didn't get to wrestle Ridge or Gomez at this point. Yes. I think he had a close one with Sasso, maybe. Um, but he's got he's got a win over Andonian and a win over Parco. That was two years ago. Because remember, yeah, two years ago was Crony year, so he didn't wrestle that much. Right. Yeah, no, he, he hasn't beaten any dudes, it doesn't look like. Well, yeah, he's, when you, he missed basically a year. And is he going mm-hmm. up? Uh, I have not heard that. I think he's going to be 49. Okay. And JQ's at 57 again? That, that's what I think is going to happen, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last he year... He wrestled a couple matches last year at 57, but I assume just because yes. he was redshirting. He lost to yeah. Saldate and Hunter Richard. Is that 157? I know, but um, that's... Yeah, if he that's was not great. I think he, had he been undefeated last year or not lost those, I'd, I'd be like, okay. Because uh, a tier two guy should be beating the Saldates and Hunter Richards, even up a weight. Yeah. Um, so I think he's tier three. I think otherwise I probably would have had him in the Gomez Sasso. Love it. 
slot. And you can say, okay, he knew he was redshirting, but whatever. The matches still happened. And, yeah. Uh, it matters. He didn't go there to lose those matches. So. Yeah. So as much as I would love to argue for my Missouri guy being in Tier 2, I don't really think there's any justification for that. He lost to Yaya at um, NCAAs the year before, who was in yep. Tier 3. So I, th- yep. I think it's a good that's why they, uh, this one's easy. There's like I don't feel like there's a lot of argument at all in this. There's some uh, there's some names I would add. Um, to the well, tier three. Yes. Um, Who? Well, I don't know if I would add tier three, but just some other names to mention. Name names. I'll Christian. name this name Shane Van Ness. I'll name that name. No, you. I don't. You, Penn State Homer Christian Piles. He's got a he's got to get into he's got to wrestle a college match. He did. Yeah, I agree. He did. He's he got to wrestle a match. He wrestled two of them. He's Dude, cur- right. he's currently undefeated for his entire Just NCAA stop. career. He's got to wrestle a match, and we'll better consider win putting him Brock in Mahler. Yeah, <laughs> better win percentage of Brock Mahler, Ben. My God. Um, wow. So I I mean I think he's going to be really good if um, he's healthy. Is G Fella really still have eligibility? It feels like he's so old. I mean, he's Dayton's age. Dayton has two years left. What about Michael Carr? You guys have him in the rings, too. That seems preposterous. What? I looked at the really early, uh, it's it's called the insanely early 2022 ring. No way. Mikey Carr. Mikey Carr is is rank number 18. (laughs) Is this real? When's the last time he wrestled a match? They did it. You better call it Spay. Two years ago? He wrestled, okay, he was five and two. Overall, man, I have no recollection of that. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, this Andonian's going up. So, like, I think this was, like I said, this was done in, I was just about March 30th, 2022. Okay. Um, yeah. Man, I, I kind of wrote off my car. Really? Yeah, I don't, I would be shocked. I was kind of joking with you guys. Looks like it's an option, though. So, we'll see. Um, WrestleStat okay. has him down as a 41. What? We'll find out together. Uh, some other names that maybe aren't tier three, maybe they are. Um, I actually really like Colin Robuto. Like yeah, there we go. About time. I, I like his arc. Um, Klingman listed him as a landmine in his uh, 149 preview. Well, he lives in the same town as him, so slightly biased. <laughs> but you know what? I actually saw, you know, I forgot Kyle Klingman lived there when I was there for Folkestyle Nationals. Kyle Clement was just cruising up on his bicycle to the same coffee shop I was snagging a coffee at. And I was there like, you... what are you doing here? And I live here. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. My bad. should have guessed that when you did the bike. Some other names that I will mention. Zach Sherman. He had a rough year, but I still think he's very talented. Quinn Kinner, Chance Lamer, Michael Blockus, and Willie McDougald. Yeah, this is one of those where... I just don't see it out of out of those dudes. And it's like I know there's a decent percentage chance I'm gonna get surprised, but I feel like it's picking names. If you said which one of these dudes is gonna have a breakthrough, it's like I feel like it's picking names out of a hat. Like, I don't sure. know, I'll just pick one and whatever. Yeah, I think they've all shown glimpses, um, either in with elite wins or just their talent kind of shines through. But Sherman's the one I like the least, though, because he's got like no offense, right? Isn't he the one that always wrestles the super close matches? Mm, I'm pretty I don't know sure. if I would say no offense. Uh, I'm almost certain on it. Let me look. He loses. Eh, he does lose a lot of close. A lot matches. of close matches. Yeah. Oh, this is a streak. He won. I must have. I. You know. I think we had him in the picks. Four three four three. He lost. He lost six in a row. Four three four three two one nine four. Five two three one overtime. That's a rough stretch. Yeah, but it was in his really defense, it was Sammy Sasso, Rich Lovett, Josh yes. Howe, Austin Gomez, John Milner, Josh Feinsilver. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a crop. That's that's a that's a Big Ten type slate. Yeah, you don't see that too often in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. UNC always has a pretty challenging schedule. Well, that's I think that I think the first portion of that was the um, where they did an ACC Big Ten challenge or whatever. I believe. Yes. Something like that. And that challenge it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance Lamer, I liked coming out of high school, but we'll we'll see. Um, he actually had a pretty good redshirt year. 
if I yes. remember correctly. So looking at, he was 17-2, and two, losses to Marcus Robinson and Corbin Munson. Um, still 17 wins. He beat Dresden. No, he didn't. Uh, that was a this is one of those things that you would have said. Um, uh, we were talking about this last week. I don't recall with whom, but uh, you would say, you know, this is just a really good record. 17 and two is a good record. I don't really care who he beat or who he yeah. lost to as a true freshman. That's, that's pretty promising. Yeah. Hit four opens. He also beat Marcus Robinson. Uh, Graham after- Rooks is a decent win. He's qualified for NCAAs, I think. Mm-hmm. Victor Vornovich, yeah. I believe, will also be another oh, guy yeah. this week. He had a decent redshirt year. But, well, you know, that's the him versus G. I think G retired. Did he retire? Oh, you're still, right. That was, I think G he retired. still has a oh, year. Right. He still has a year of eligibility, technically, but I, I believe oh, he Oh, yeah, because fatherhood. That's right. Big Daddy G, they call him, as of right now. Yes. Yeah. Vornovich, uh, um, 17-1, another re- really solid record. Oh, he has a cute baby girl. On his Instagram here. Way to go, G. Okay. So yeah, Voinovich we'll get to see. I like I like Voinovich. Curious how he'll he'll perform this year for, for Oklahoma State. Yeah, he should be on there. He's he would be on my like tier four yeah. list. Okay. All right. Next week class. Which okay, I according think is to, gonna have according to Adam little... Schmidt in the in the YouTube chat, he said uh Shane has said Mikey Carr is focusing on becoming a doctor and is done wrestling. There you go. Wow, saving lives or taking people down. Well, you two. See where your priorities are. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Heavyweights. The heaviest of Chevys. So, I personally think there's. Um, I know what what JD did here, but I think there's. I think Gable's going to wrestle this year, so I think he should be in there. And I think I think with Gable. You, okay, well then it's obvious. I don't even <laughs> think he's. I think Gable's coming out of retirement. Is that what we're gonna say? I yeah, think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I don't think it's retirement if you just haven't wrestled since like. Listen, the days. he Did took he his shoes, shoes off. On? He put his shoes on the mat. <laughs> he has to wrestle shoeless. That's the he only way. Put, I didn't come back. put my shoes on the mat yet, Christian. <laughs> Robbie Howard took his shoes off at the New Jersey State Finals. I think we, we've pardoned that. Can we pardon Gable? Here? No, I, I said I, only I if he wrestles. I actually didn't know that about Robbie Howard, and now I'm judging him for it. <laughs> okay, so Gable, I think, um, I do think he'll be back. Um, I think it will be this year. Um, I think he is a, he's a first. We are introducing tier one, not tier one, not tier one island. Tier one, he's, not tier one. Tier one planet. It's not an island. It's not of this earth. He's so far removed. From the rest of these earth. What if he's just an island and it's surrounded by fire and uh, alligators and maybe a dragon? Okay, so more of a like a Mordor type of situation. Yeah, yeah, really hard to get on a tier one island. Yes, really very difficult. Um, yeah, Mountain Doom type of situation. I'm yeah. fine with that. But okay. regardless, we all know where he fits in. And tier now two is very sassy. Um, yeah. With Colton, Kirkfleet, Mason Paris, and Tony Cassiope, which I think is yeah. a, a tight group. Yeah. I actually think that that's like man, one forty nine was kinda easy. I feel like that's easy too. I feel like those four are those four and um listen, I mean Wyatt Hendricks might knock some dudes off this year. Bader forgot his taser this weekend. Idiot. Cause I if he would have brought a taser, I would have said, actually I got a little nervous. We were sitting by the fire the one night and Bader brings it up. And then my one buddy goes, I got a taser in my car and starts walking. I'm like, <laughs> Did you really and have he, one? It took 10 steps. He's like, oh, I'm just messing around. Oh, man. Thank God. Don't have to get tased tonight. Hey, did I, I asked one thing of you. Is, is Bader, Bader going to make it back to flow safe he and He made sad? it back. He's going to make gonna, it he's back. Ba- he's back in one piece. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, okay, so tier two, I do think is defined in. Yeah, last week we were actually talking about this in the office and Lucas Davison's name came up and I was like, Oh yeah, maybe. But then I looked maybe. I I thought he had beaten one of the tier one ish type of guys or a Jordan Wood. But that's that's not the case. But he's been he, competitive with them. He certainly has. And his improvement arc has been tremendous. So if he mm-hmm. improves that much from into last year to this year, 
And I could see him picking off one of these guys at some point. But oh, as yeah. of right now, I do think he is appropriately slotted in that second tier um, yes. behind Slava Kuski and uh, amongst Orndorff, Hendrickson, Luis Fernandez, who had, who had a sneaky good year last year. Yeah, Fernandez is good. He is good. Um, his only losses last year were to, or I mean, to, at NCAAs were to um, Schultz, and then he lost to Christian Lance 4-2 in, uh, I'm pretty sure in the round of 12, in sudden victory. So he's he's good. Uh, anyone, yeah. I don't see anyone making the big jump. I think there's pretty well-defined tier three. Gas tank Gary's gone, guys. The chat's mm-hmm. asking yeah. about gas tank, but he's, he's graduated. Graduated. an era has come to an end. Yeah, he uh, closed. And gas tank Gary is definitely someone. If he had additional eligibility, he would be taking it. You can be he'd sure. He'd probably of that. be in tier two. Honestly, I mean, he beat Slavic. Well, sort of beat Slavic Kuski. He won CKLV. Yeah, yeah, I would put him in tier two. But like Hilger, Luffman, I think yeah. all these guys kind of, uh, you know, some guys that he didn't mention here. One, Brandon Metz should be in there. Stop. stop. You stop. <laughs> you stop. I'll this stop you. I'll stop you. This is nonsense. Okay, just another stop. name. Just I'm just putting the names out there. Um for tier three. I'm not I'm not putting them on the podium. Do not put Brandon Metz in there again. Hunter Katka is interesting. His third okay. year for Virginia right. Tech. Um and Jerron Smith from Maryland going up to heavyweight. Just someone to keep an eye on. I don't know if everyone okay. know, knows that he's going up. Um, ben is the heavyweight so hater. apparently Luke Suber is going down. Yeah, Luke Suber is going down. Yes. So he won't be there at Tier 3. Well, who will they wrestle at heavyweight then? I don't know. The Oklahoma State's going to struggle this year. Yeah. It's not – well, Yeah. So, will it be O'Connor Doucette? O'Connor Doucette. That's probably what it's going to be. Yep. Sorber at 97. And then Haas, 84. Plot, 74. Whitlake, 65. What about, what about rumors of Whitlake to 84? I think with getting they're trying to get Haas in. Okay. It makes it just best lineup. 49, Voinovich. Yeah. 57, Sheets. I mean, they're going to be scrappy. They're going to have a dude at every weight. Like, that's... Solid. Yeah, I mean, this. I feel like, I mean, two years ago, they balled out at NCAAs, which was surprising. But I feel like just so many of these dudes, they've just had huge up and down swings in their in their careers. Like, they've done some really good things. Or they, you know, and a lot of them came in very highly rated. And then they've had some really not so great things also. Yes. Um. So, yeah, not, not they're not going to contend for a uh, trophy, I don't think. But they're going to have... They're going to be a fun team to watch because they have a lot of young talent yeah. if they can stay healthy. All right. So that that's heavyweight. Man, we just kind of plowed through those tiers. Any, well, any they're kind of easy, actually. Not a lot of debate. They were kind of easy. Are there any true freshmen we could see in the, come into the mix at either of these weights? Like you got someone like Chase Horn, I think, will be a freshman this year. I don't think he's going to start, uh, But, yeah, he's got he's behind Treffin and Houghton and – yeah, they got some pretty tough guys. Um, we Feldman's won't, we not going to start. We won't see Feldman. Swiderski be forty-one, so not a forty-nine pounder. Mm-hmm. Who are the other heavyweights? Harley Andrews, he could start at Nebraska potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, not a ton of new talent coming in, but a very, very, very tough weight class. Um. Okay, so we had a question as we transition from True Tan awkward. Wrestling. Who has been the biggest who's number one upset? Which sent me on a fun trip down memory lane. For... Okay, can I comment, though? Because isn't this hard to be a really... I mean, I know you're going to give us um, something, but isn't it hard to be a big upset because... It's number one um... versus number two. Generally, it's number one versus number two. I mean, you could go all down to four with a four-man bracket, but it's not going to be that far down, right? Yeah. You have, right. you have described so, who's number sure. one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there are some, though, like last year when Swiderski beat Mendez, when Mendez yeah. was the number one overall recruit. And yeah, that was a big one. 
Swiderski was. It's, it's all relative, and for this competition, I what Swiderski was on the big board going in, but he was middle big board, I think. Not that. Um, I, th- I think one of the biggest ones I, I mean, everyone in the four man, with Lamont, Chad, Red, Yanni, and Pletcher, I think everyone was like, Yanni's just gonna tear these guys up, and then he lost his first match to to Luke. And then Luke really? lost. To I don't remember Ch- that. Chad Red. Yeah, it was it was crazy match. Um, hmm. so I thought that was a big one. Honestly, at the time, when when Mark Hall majored Anthony Valencia, that was that was really mind blowing at that point in time, because we were coming off of Valencia teching Imar twice. It was just like the height of Anthony Valencia. Wait, was the wasn't number- that the other Valencia? I said Anthony. No. Mark Russell Anthony? Yes. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, I have always down, he turned him, he got he majored him. I've always thought it was Zahid. No, Zahid beat Miles Martin in a crazy match. Oh shoot. Wow, okay. Yep. So I I think that I mean Mark Hall winning, I, I actually I remember basically no one picked uh Mark to win except I remember Nick Veliket did. Um and he had all these, all, he had all these reasons why. But like everyone was just picking. It's hard to go back in time and remember that moment and like the perception. But there was not a lot of people picking Mark Hall at that point. And then hmm. he uh, he beat him. It was it was crazy. Uh, that was huh. crazy. Or the, the, the precursor to Anthony's folk style struggles that uh, many didn't pick up on, <laughs> including yeah. myself. Inclu- yeah, including including a lot of us. Um, so that was definitely a uh, a surprising one. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that really stunned me. Well, this technically counts, but when Cody Brewer attacked Tony Ramos 12 to zero um, in the 2016 one, that was really surprising. Um, hmm. How big was? I don't remember this. Pletcher over Yanni. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was. Everyone was picking Yanni to win that four man. And then he lost round one to, to Luke. And then Chad beat Luke. Yeah, that that was very surprising to me. I did not expect that at all. Um, some There's some matches that I didn't even recall happening. Like, I had no recollection of JoJo Aragona versus Keegan O'Toole. I was talking with Ben about that. Um, and then there's a lot of names on here like, oh, yeah, that guy. Um, like Jace LeChow, kind of guys you kind of forgot about. Um, oh, Ben's, I can't hear Ben now. Um, we're trying to get him back. Um, and then Shane Van Ness, I mean, that 132 where he had Van Ness, Serrano, uh, Mendez, and Ryan Jack was, was so fun. That was at the, who's number one at Carver? I don't know if you remember that one at all, JD. I do. Uh, Mendez and the Mendez Van Ness match was electric, if I remember correctly. They pulled through each oh, other. Insane. Crazy match. It was 10-9. Remember, they did that in freestyle, mm-hmm. as I recall, because the number one guy got to pick. And, you know, Mendez was like a sophomore no. at that point in time. It was his first of three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his mm-hmm. number ones. Yes. Oh, um, hello. Some other... And they were supposed to rematch uh, in 2020 or 20. 20- Yo, can you guys hear me? In 2021. Yeah, I hear you, Ben. In 2020. Hey! But Van Ness broke his, I don't know if it's tibia or fibia. Yeah, he broke his leg. So, um, hey, I was man... trying to start, I was trying to talk earlier uh, about the Keegan one. Okay. Keegan beat Jaden Albes to wrestle JoJo Aragona, but I have no idea who JoJo Aragona wrestled first round. Oh, uh, Gabe Tag. Oh, yeah. Gabe Tag. Nice. Oh wow, Keegan beat Jaden. Okay, yeah, that was first round, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes, yes, you are correct. Okay, um, that was weird. They got cut off. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, so we were talking about the Mendez uh, Shane Van Ness match, which was that, totally insane. This is the Carver mm-hmm. one. Um, Sonny Santiago. I can't. I haven't heard that name in a while. He was at North Carolina. Yeah. Let's see if he's still there. 
You know, it'd be funny to do uh, a percentage, um, what percentage chance, uh, who's number one participant um, as a national champion and All-American, and then maybe something like doesn't make the NCAA tournament ever. Yeah. Um, Interesting to see. It, it would. Definitely would. Um, looking at Sunny Santiago's on the roster. I just want to look at year one. I mean, because it's the 10th who's number one, Ben. I don't know if you knew that. The 10th. Uh, number one was the one at Lehigh with Fix and Soriano. That was not the first one. Uh, well, what well, number was that? The first one was at Lehigh. Yes. The first several were at Lehigh. It was at Lehigh hmm. for like six years. Hmm. Um, but the uh, first two's number one. Nathan Boston versus Sean Russell. Boston won. So, uh, but, hold on. Let me ask you a question. In the first two's number one, because I, I don't recall that match. Um Sometimes when you're starting things, it's hard to attract the best kids because they're just un- they're uncertain about it. And now at this point, you guys pretty much get everyone who's not playing football. Were you guys getting the very, very best kids in year one? For sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. And really, it kind of was formed out of um, trying to solidify 182 because Pixley kind of was, was a big surprise and won Fargo. And so it yeah. was like, wait, who's who's number one? And so that was ended up being the headlining match, which mm-hmm. in a card that had Jason Nolfer's Joey McKenna, and you know, you had Michael Kimmer in there. He in a there's a four man with Kimmer, Zach Hall, Stroker, and um Seth Gross was in there. Whoa. Kind of crazy. Like Freddie Stroker beat Seth Gross. This is like the the story of who's number one is just kinda like you just never know because there's a lot of guys that beat other guys and then goes on, you know, prime example, Aragona and Keegan O'Toole, but there's there's many of those. Yeah. Um, and sometimes none of them really materialize. But, yeah, this was a crazy one. Mil- Milhoff over Cortez. I almost called him Milhoff. Milhoff because... went to uh, Arizona State? Mm-hmm. Well, he went to Oklahoma and then Arizona State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Got it. But sometimes I call him Miloff because one time during a fantasy draft, that's what Sion called him. And then we <laughs> called him that for a long time. And then for joking, the, I'm not. No, that is that Let is. Me, you said it jokingly about Sion. Yes. But then now I've said it so many times as a joke yes. that now you uh, are the bit. I kind of reflexively say it incorrectly. Oh, my goodness. I know it's not good. Um. <laughs> Yes, Zach Hall was definitely someone a, a name I forgot. Um, but yeah, crazy like a Michigan kid maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep, Michigan. Yeah. Hey, is Michael Pixley gonna do ADCC? He did not qualify. Um, but that's his. Weird. You guys actually hold on. You guys actually got uh, Gordon Ryan and, and Andre Galvado to agree to a match. That's happening. Yeah, ADCC. That's happening this weekend, right? Uh next week, next Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Are you guys excited? That should be a big match, right? <laughs> Very big. Why? Why are you laughing at me? It's a big match. Yeah, man. It's it's the, it's the biggest thing Flo's ever done by far. It's gonna be what? Big, it's gonna be the biggest event Stop. we've ever done by a long shot. Really? Oh yeah. So are are jujitsu people that much more into it than wrestling people, or what? Um. Well, no, because I think if we had like. For example, the NCA wrestling tournament, and that would be bigger than this. Okay, but it's sure, the equivalent. Sure, sure. It's, it's probably the, the equivalent. Olympics. Got yeah, it. yeah, it's yeah. the equivalent, um, or the Olympics, right? Not in Japan mm-hmm. time. So yeah, it's it's that big, and yeah, jujitsu. And listen, well. jujitsu just has a lot more mainstream um, energy behind yeah. it. You've got. Every celebrity, seemingly. Plus, you got Jocko and and Joe Rogan just funneling people to it. Um, yeah. Ev- with literally every podcast, basically millions and millions of people are told they should go do jujitsu. A lot of them are, yeah, and they like sure. it because it, it's really fun. So, yeah. and then they kind of get into the sport. So, there's there's a lot of forces at play. That uh, shout out Zuckerberg though. Zuckerberg, like Zuckerberg, exactly. <laughs> Zuckerberg's uh, out here being like, yo, jiu-jitsu is amazing. I wish I had done it all along. I wish I wrestled. Wrestling no, too. he said he wanted to wrestle in high school. Yes. You remember? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it, there's just a lot of stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be absolutely, absolutely huge. I mean, the super fight wow, is just okay. 
is monumental, but like the the brackets are insane. Um, where when where, that's uh, they move that event around uh, all the time, right? Because I did it in Barcelona. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Barcelona. Where are they doing it? They're doing it in Las Vegas at the Thomas and Mack Center. Oh, at the right, South right. Point. <laughs> no, my gosh. What did he no. say? He said at the South Point. Oh, great. That's a great venue. No. Um, so it's at Thomas and Mack where UNLV plays basketball. They've already sold. I made the Olympic oh. team there, Christian. I know where that's at. Oh, really? That's, yeah, where? that's where they had it. 2008. Okay, well, we're, ret- we're returning in honor of that and your former ADCC glory. Yeah. They're returning to the Thomas and Mack Center. Uh, they've already sold 11,000 tickets, which is tremendous. They only had like sold 3,000, I think, last year. A little wow. over last year. By last year, I mean last time because it's every two years. You guys can be insane. There's some um, – trying to think of any of the wrestlers. Hudson Taylor did it in 2019. Yeah. Um, Nikki Rod, of course, will be in it. Um, former wrestler, New Jersey guy. Oh, J-Rod, his brother. Also a wrestler from New Jersey. Uh, Penn State kid? Nope. Is it, Who? His name's Jay Rodriguez. Jacob Rodriguez. I think he just was Jacob Rodriguez? I was thinking Josh Rodriguez that wrestles at NLWC. Yeah, no, not him. He's not in. Not him. Uh, this this well, guy was just a high school wrestler. Okay. He's a bad boy. Oh, this is going to be fun. Shout out Keith Kerkorian. Keith Kerkorian, uh, he won West Coast Trials. He's... Uh, Qualified for ADCC. He says he listens to every FRL, which was uh, wow, pretty cool. Wow, there we go. I know. So shout out to him. He's my pick to win uh, 66 as a result. Um, okay, so I don't know how we got there. Oh, you did that, not me. me yeah, yeah, well, that's a big match. I, I saw it and I wanted to ask you about no, it. No, I did it because Michael Pixley. I, I, oh, right, Michael right. Pixley was oh, yeah, you said Michael right. Pixley. Yeah, Gordon versus Galval. You guys were... Um, really trying to put that together for a long time now gordon versus galval yes well the plan was always um for it to be the adcc super fight okay so they um, had the incident you, um of course last yeah. year a year or two ago does galval have a chance of winning yes absolutely really yeah what the rules, the, what's the rule set? Is, so, it, is it like the twenty minute match or what is it? It's uh, I think it's I think it's longer than that. It might be like a half hour or forty five minutes. It's like thirty minutes and fifteen minute overtime. I'm not sure. Okay. But basically, like Galval's style for this rule set is really good. Like he's he's a better wrestler maybe than Gordon. Uh, Gordon, yeah. Gordon. There's some areas. Gordon is is the favorite, but you can't be dismissive of Galval. Got it. Um, but yeah, most most people will pick. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cool. Yep, should be sweet. Okay, other, um, who's number one, memory lane? Of course, the 30-minute match, Suriano, Dayton Fix. That, that was, was awesome. insane. Um, Cade Brock, Nick Piccinini was a really fun one, even though it was 3-2. Um, of course, you had Larry Early beating Joe Smith, and he counted out the 1-2-3. For beating Joe for the third time, didn't Larry Early lose to uh, McFadden? Maybe or no, that was Isaiah I White. The other ah, part, that was crazy part, because yeah. at the time Isaiah was Isaiah like a White big, was way better, big favorite, and then McFadden won, yeah. and then just he kind of took off. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Zahid Miles Martin, maybe one of the most controversial matches I can remember. Who's number one? Just all the close calls and almost takedowns and. It was it was uh, an insane, a lot of edge calls, very very crazy match. Mm-hmm. So that was 2014, just the second, may, maybe one of the best twos number ones um, I can recall because they had the Mark Hall Valencia one. Then in 2015, the big story was the the 132 four man of Fletcher Red Yanni and Lamont that Chad Red won, which was wild. Oh man, um, Gable beat Jordan Wood five to four. 
in this I remember match. that one. That was early. Gable was only like a freshman or sophomore. He was very young, but he had he was a cadet world champion at that point because he beat him in was Akron. Wood cadet world would have been silver. cadet world silver the year before. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So very a loaded um, weight there. Uh, RBY, geez, a lot of slamming in there. I never know what's going on. In yeah, this you never anymore. you never know what's happening here. There's just loud noises here. Sometimes you'll have the construction workers over there. It's a fun time. And when's the young gonna bust in? I don't know. I hope JD locked the door though. I think Sam <laughs> will be on some world championship watch parties. That's a party right there, boy. Mm-hmm. Have fun with that. There you go. Uh, okay. Other matches that they point out to you. I remember Nick Lee dominating Sammy Sasso and was like, holy cow. It's just not mm. what I expected to happen at all. I don't remember that. I remember um reattacked him. Uh Sasso pinning Arn Alona, and it was like the hometown crowd because he was in Lehigh, and that's essentially kind of yes. where he's from. That thing. was awesome. Uh, very yeah. electric moment for who's number one. I remember Hoffman beating Beard, which had a lot of juice into it because Hoffman, the Hoffmans were like Penn State, you know, season ticket holders and thought that Gavin would be, you know, a Penn State recruit, and they, they went after Beard. And so then they end up wrestling each other at who's number one and Hoffman won. So there's some little added personal stuff there. But they both have went on to do great. So it's all, it all worked out in the end. Joey Silva beat RBY. Oh, no. Obviously. Hey, also, Joey Silva uh, is now at Rutgers and representing Puerto Rico. And uh, Rutgers announced the other day. This is wild. That two more of them will be representing Puerto Rico. Dylan Shaver and Sammy Alvarez. I'm sorry, Dylan Shaver? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So Puerto Rico has basically just become Rutgers, and Rutgers has basically just become Puerto Rico. I'm sorry. Okay. You know what? Congratulations. That's all I can say. Um, and Are they going to wrestle at Worlds? U23 Worlds. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there it is. I might try out for Team Puerto Rico. You think I got any of my descent? What do I, I got to do to prove it? I, I don't know. It, probably not much. Yeah, not like Rutgers, hit me up, bro. I'll wrestle for Puerto <laughs> Rico. Yeah. What, what way would you go for Puerto Rico? Well, I think I would. I need to get uh, a little leaner and go. I need to go 70, 79 kg. That would have been an awesome weight class. They would have had that for me back in the day. Because 74 sucked. Yeah, that's brutal. That was terrible. I hated it. Um, 79 would be great. Uh, yeah. yeah, listen, I never got to wrestle in world championships because I decided to go fight, and I wasn't good enough in 07. So uh, Puerto Rico hit me up. You know, it doesn't have to be Puerto Rico, though, you know. There's probably some. I- I'm guessing you have some sort Wait, of European descent. Did I tell you about uh, – did, t- did I tell you I met Ben Askren? Oh, did, did I tell you? you the story? He found himself. This is great. This is getting deep. No, I, ne- I didn't tell you? No. Oh, so this dude, Ben Askren, has been sending me – he's benaskren at gmail.com. So he's been sending me all these emails for the last decade. He was just taking his son to University of Minnesota, and he's like, hey, can I stop by? I know you live in Wisconsin. And I said, yeah, sure. So he stopped by, and uh, it, w- it was hilarious. And he, he really – he knew our ancestry. We came from England in the uh, 1740s, and uh, we were a lot of criminals and outlaws. Oh, it all it all comes full circle. Yeah. Um, other matches, as I'm looking through here, um, so when Carson Karsler was like a revelation to me when he beat Julian Ramirez eleven to four. Um, yeah, he's continued to be a beast since that time. Where's the oh the Kurt McHenry Malik Heinzelman match where McHenry like timed the whistle that was a really really sick. Result eight seven. Dang. Honestly, Is that Kurt McHenry still on roster. Oh yeah, Did Michigan he wrestle ever. What is the deal? I'm so confused. I think he's too small. Well, you can't beat Jack Medley or Nick Soriano. Well, he doesn't wrestle. He doesn't wrestle match. Like, how many matches did he wrestle last year? I'm looking it up now. Not a lot. Yeah, I don't think it's going. He's wrestled. He's wrestled seven matches in the entirety of his career, guys. Yeah, I mean this. This is this happens. He did beat a Coons brother. 
That's it's sudden victory. Uh, this 2017 was wild because you had the McHenry Heisman's got it started with the crazy buzzer beater. Then McKee okay. Howard was also nuts. McKee hit the like lat whip. Um, Trent Hidley pinned Ramirez in overtime, and then Ooh, I ate, that. ate yeah. a hoagie. I remember that. That was crazy. Um, Glory beat Teasdale, and then Silva beat RBY. And then Jacory hit the Peterson on Mitch Moore. Um, and then you had Hoffman Beard and Sasso Artelona. That was a crazy one. Totally nuts. Yeah, that was a good one. It's fun looking at some of these old names. Then last year, we don't have last year's in there, but 2020 was probably one of the best ones ever in terms of action. You had Ayala Figueroa was a crazy match. Mendez versus Joel Vandeveer, crazy match. Um, yeah, fun stuff. Facundo over Valencia. Cool. Well, excited for this year's at Michigan in Ann Arbor. Are we going to make picks before Friday? Uh, there's a show Thursday. Uh, I think I'll be on it because um, I fly out after the show. So we could do picks then. I don't know if I'll do picks. I might Shane Sparks it. Because they just get so mad at you if you make picks. Yeah, and all these high schoolers can beat me up, so... <laughs> no, it's not them. It's always the 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 freaking parents. The dads. Yeah, it's yep. the dads. Um, mm-hmm. Were you disrespecting their sons? <laughs> it's not oh disrespect by choosing the number one and number two guy over them. Yeah, I know. See, this is why it's no fun. Um, now, are you just angling for a, a Jordan Burroughs rematch with this Puerto Rico Puerto Rican declaration? Then is that what you're in pursuit of? Uh yeah, no. <laughs> I want to beat up a few bums in the first round. I mean, listen, I know I'm not nearly as good as I used to be, but I watch some of these dudes suck. I could whoop on some of them pretty easy. Heck yeah. Like, you know, first, second round of Worlds, there's a few countries that are really not so great at wrestling. Uh, okay, I wonder, from... I, sometimes I kind of wonder why they send, the, you know, I guess, I guess you got to start somewhere type of thing. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I mean, some right. some is just to say, hey, we have we had a representative at the World Championships as a country. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to do it yeah. for the beatdown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you see, you see some guys here like, why would you enter this? Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like Keith Gothard will be back in the Facebook chat in three days. He has three more days of hey, Facebook hey, chat. Hey, hey, but at go. some point, I think he just needs to go all in on the YouTube because it, he's not long for Facebook. This is not going to last. He'll be Not out. Last. Um, yeah. Or get some burners. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Yeah, get some burners. Some backup accounts. I just mm-hmm. looking uh, looking through the chat. Someone just said Guam is a U.S. territory. That is true. Not sure the relevance, but that is factually correct. Um, all right, let's get to some questions, gang. Let's do it. There's some good ones. Serious question from Wicked Scepter. Can Amy do as many pull-ups as Ben? No. Yeah, I saw this question, and I wish this dude was in front of me. I could have slapped him right in his face. Wow. Really? I mean, listen, my wife doing as many pull-ups with me, are you crazy? I can still, I'm not as strong as I was, but I'll crank out an easy 12 to 18, somewhere in there, for 12 sure. 12 to 18? Okay. Somewhere in there. I mean, like on a good day. I'm feeling strong. Maybe, maybe getting to the top of that range on a bad day. Maybe the bottom of that range. But yeah, I'll, I'll be in there somewhere. Approaching the Christian. Pile good, zone. Ones, good ones. Full, good ones. Good ones. Full length. Yeah. Full length. Oh. Yep. Okay. How many JD? How could how many could you rip out? He knew this question was coming. I really don't know. I, it's been a long time since I've what maxed out pull ups. Go go in, in my prime. You never just grab the bar to start pulling. See what's going it's, on. It's been a it's been a couple of years. I mean, I still do pull ups, but I normally stop at like ten or fifteen. Uh, okay. Go go out to the pull up bar, Tyler. Probably in my prime. Right out there. I know literally where it is. right out you there. Go out, take a right, and you're gonna find it. In my prime, oh, it, it was now. a lot. Can you do thirty? Oh, right now. I, I definitely could have done thirty. Although like... towards the end, they start getting a little kippy, kind of, you know. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I think the kips are fine as long as you go full length and then chin above the bar. I, mm. If you go full length, chin above the bar, I used to be able to do over 40. Ooh! I, I definitely could what? not anymore, though. I feel like 30 is like, that's like the bar. That's like 
pretty if, freaking if, impressive. If, if, if you can get 30, if you can, if you can kip, if you can yeah. kip, yeah. Hey, send a, send a camera out there. Have a camera follow JD out to the bar right now. Tyler, will you will you go and vouch for this? Can you can we? Uh... Tyler's not even here. <laughs> All right, we'll do we'll do a pull up challenge another time. Yeah, we'll get we'll get it. We'll make him do pull ups. Um, there you go. Wonder if I can do one more than JD. That would be my goal. Ooh. Probably not. Sounds pull like a off. challenge. Pull up off. Um, okay, so how many more can you? So you can do more. That's great. Uh, yes, of course I can. This is preposterous. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, um, is AJ's career, AJ Ferrari's career in college done, or do you think there's a school that would still let him wrestle? Yeah. Are we just I, not hearing anything until after the trial or what? Yeah, I, I feel if he if he gets exonerated from everything, then I think he'll be back and obviously wrestle. But if he's... If he chooses if he's, to. If he's convicted, then probably um, not. Probably not. It probably won't even be an option for him. So it is, I'm certainly not known what he's going to, if he will or will not. Uh, I think one thing I can say very um, easily is that he won't wrestle this year. Uh, I don't see any scenario where that's a possibility. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think there's any sort of clarity either way there. And I don't think there will be for a while. Hmm. Uh, wrestle okay. up 18. Who's more likely to medal, Gross or Yanni? I saw this. This is a good question. This is a good I question. Think, given the current momentum, and I never, ever, ever would have said this, that maybe I'm falling for some momentum. I think it's Seth Gross. I, I'm not mad at it. I I thought he looked really, really good. I I it kind of was like my the world champ. The world champ won't be there. He beat the world silver, and one of the bronzes is going down. Yeah. Um, I feel. I feel like it is Seth because of the construction of the two weights. Like Yanni's at mm. 65, which is nuts. And Seth's at 61, which, you know, we've we've seen is, is probably not quite the level at 65. And plus, the world yep. champ's not there. No rush. World champ's not there. And he beat the finalist. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot. And, and the, the finalist kind of killed everyone. It wasn't close. Yeah, he killed everyone. So I, yeah. I think you... You kind of it's like the hot hand thing and i think we've seen that be a be a thing in the past he looks great and i mean this is a way joe cologne meddled at yes as well who wasn't even supposed to be our guy correct so it could definitely yeah, be done yeah I we've feel had, have we had a few medals in 61 because dayton joe cologne and i feel like there's one more that i'm forgetting about well coleman in 60 uh medal at 2012 13, no. no. 14, no. 15, who was it? It was... Reese? Uh, it might oh, Steber won. Kennedy. Duh. Steber. Steber won, won in 2016. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's really it's been sort of a mixed bag for us. Um, mm -hmm. Gross had another uh, crazy travel situation with... Uh, I don't know. If he put, posted this on Instagram. Like, basically, he got stuck in, I think, Chicago... Um, cause they Chicago. just wouldn't let him on a flight that he had paid for They just like Wait, why not? Went back and forth. I don't know. It sounded, if you listen to the video, you will get so angry because United was like, he was like, they were like, you gotta go talk to United. And then he would go talk to United. He's like, yeah, you should be fine. Everything looks good. And he'd go back and tell him stuff. They'd be like, sorry, I don't know what they're talking about. So he was just like back and what? forth between Lufthansa and United. And he just basically wasn't allowed to get on his, his what? flight. So then he got on there. Like he wild. made it, but. He wasn't able. He had to like wait for a flight that was later on. Very stupid. Okay. Bad job, United. But he made it. <laughs> he was stuck at O'Hare, which is not. Airlines are super reliable these days. I know. Very terrible. <laughs> um. Okay. What do you think about the rumors going around that WWE has no plans for Gable? Well, I don't know that they have no plans for him. But uh, but an article came out that like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it wasn't going great. For Gable at WWE, but um, yeah, I think there's a decent chance it's true. Yeah, um, I have which no obviously idea. we're hearing rumors he's going to be back wrestling. Both you and I said that today that we we felt that he would be back there. Yeah, I, I think there's a ton of uh, evidence that he'll be back. Um, yeah, 
We'll see. I, I hope he is, obviously. If this report is mm-hmm. true, that only probably makes it more likely. Yep. Yeah. So here's hoping. And um, real every lunch, does Spencer Lee get to Gilman in world team trials easily? Easily being the word. Um, well, we need, and I guess this person means Final X, um, which will be next year. And this is provided that Gilman medals again, which we feel strong mm-hmm. about. So the the short, it's Spencer, it's Vito, it's maybe Dayton. I don't know if he'll be coming down then. I don't think he would go down the year before, would he? Not, especially not if someone's sitting out, right? Um, so I would say yeah. it's Vito, it's Nick Soriano, Spencer. I don't know if he gets to them. I don't know if it's yeah, easy. I don't know easily. No one's beating, I don't see anyone destroying Nick Soriano, teching Nick Soriano. That would be shocking. Are we sure Nick Soriano's going to wrestle? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Are we now? No, there's no, you can't say yes to that. Okay. Well, I was told. No one's sure about him. You cannot be sure about him. His plan right now is to make the team at 57 in 2023. That is the plan. That is the focus. <laughs> I don't trust it. Okay. I And I can understand why, but that's the, yeah. that's the thing. Um, okay. So we'll see. Uh, other question. JD talking about going – it's kind of long, but it's, it's good. JD talking about being able to go 0-3 tournaments remind me of a time we were at some tiny oh, opening college. Oh, My man. teammate had a six-man round robin, and I jokingly told him if he went 0-5, he had to quit the team. He wasn't great, but definitely not 0-5 material. Well, he ended up going 0-5. Now, he did not downright quit the team, but I can't remember him wrestling another match after that day. My question <laughs> is, would any of you quit after going 0-5 on the day? It should it be a requirement that your career ends that day, regardless of what you want? It's like instant death. Oh, uh, well, this career. is funny. It's no, it's dumb. No, um, well, first it's of all, though. I doubt Ben ever went on five. Uh, I mean, yeah, it would have been, been like in my middle school days or something, but no, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. No, wasn't well, good. Speaking as a man with plenty of winless days, I can assure you, you don't always quit, but. It probably does something to you psychologically. To where you don't yeah. want to compete again. <laughs> or it's like, man, it's hard to feel like you can get better if you're just getting killed. Which is why I think it's really important to be very careful and selective uh, with, with kids competing. I think there is something to yeah. that. Well, there, and there's this dumb, there's this dumb thing where um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it is in youth wrestling, Christian. And I hope the outlaws don't fall victim to this. But it's just like, People think more is better. Like yeah. the only thing that's better is more. And like I actually, I freaking hate six man row robins because almost theoretically someone has to go with five. I mean, there could be some yeah. situation where there's a couple one and fours mm-hmm. or something to that effect. But it's like no one needs to get their ass kicked five times in a day. Like three is no. plenty, you know. And if you want to be cute about it, make a bigger bracket, make like an eight man bracket where someone can go zero and three and be done, you know, because um, that you can bracket it that way. But yeah, the fact that some kid needs and they have to have five matches in a day it's just dumb like why is it necessary yeah i feel less bad for this college kid yeah college yeah. you don't feel as bad um yeah but sometimes i'll do like the third and fourth, third and fourth grade division and it's like dude like why 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 are we doing yeah. this this is more they get more they get more like can't do a four-man run robin anymore they need they need five-man robin we get four matches six-man robin we get five matches like oh it's just dumb yeah. Sorry. It's I, it, one of my pet peeves. Well, it's obviously for the adults when you do that. Yeah. Because they want to watch their kid wrestle more. Um, yeah. I Well, I would say the outlaws do not do this. Um, okay. I remember the first club we went to, Caleb was seven and had just started. And they were trying to get him. To, he's, like, he's ready. He could He could go. He, he'd do all right. I was like, what? Like, he doesn't know the rules. He doesn't know anything. Um, yes. So that was definitely an experience I had at a different club, but yeah, um, yeah, they, they're definitely not pushing them to to compete. Although they, yeah. they, you know, they definitely want them to when they're ready. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's important to get out there some sometimes, right? And that was kind of a big change. That was that was probably the biggest mental change I made as a you know club coach or academy person who's running an academy is like, um, 
we were, we used to say like don't compete till you're ten, and now I'd say like when they're eight or nine, like get them out there a couple times just to make sure they don't have any weird fear of competition. Then as they get into that like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, push them to compete more frequently. But like, does it third? I would still say after eleven years, does a third or fourth grader need to compete frequently? And I would say no, hell no. Like it does does not need to happen. If they're fourth or fifth grade and they're getting like to be skillful and they're pretty mature and they want to compete a little more, are you going to let them compete more? Yeah. But like my daughter, I can already tell she's going to wrestle a whole bunch this year. I'm not going to let her. I'm going to say, nah, here's where we're going. You're going to get a few more matches than last year. And that's that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's not worth it. There's no, there's um, there's no benefit on the plus side to it. So only short term, there's maybe a short term benefit to the kid learning to compete well. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so my question on, on this, get on soapbox. No, we, we like the soapboxes. People, like uh, um, one other thing it's, it's kind of tying it back to the original question, like for, yeah. for a, for a college wrestler, let's say a college wrestler, how, um, if you have a, a let's say that you, you often hear about like the true freshmen that are pretty talented and they get their red shirt pulled right away and they're quote, thrown to the wolves and they have a bad year. Can that, uh, how much of a negative impact can that have on a wrestler long-term? I mean, I think a lot of it at that, at that level. So at a young kid's age, I would, I would say it's not like this because they don't have complex reasoning skills. Uh, but even if I took JD to a, a tournament, he went 0-5 um, in, the, in the six man run Robin. Generally there's something we can build off of there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean like, Hey, we did this well or, or that well, or you did good in this situation. And if it's like totally terrible where he gave up, like, well, why did he give up? Does he not actually want to wrestle anymore? Like that there's, there's a potential of that. And then you obviously have to address that situation. Um, but I think there should be something to build off of. And, and ideally if it's an open, you're going to get people who are your similar skill levels. I mean, if for some reason I'm entering JD in a, Six man on Robin is against say Seth Gross and Dayton Fix. He's just gonna get smashed, and it's gonna be like, well, why am I? Why are we doing this? This is stupid. Like we we should not be in this event. We should be somewhere. We should be somewhere else. You know, like so. Ideally, you're entering them in competitions where it's relatively similar skill level. But in the case that um, certain athletes uh, get entered into brackets with guys with ridiculously high skill levels. I mean, like a Fargo, right? So say a kid who is like, say a state qualifier or um, maybe low state placer gets put against the number two kid in the country first round. It's a possibility, right? Like, listen, they're going to get their ass kicked and Mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to take a lot away from that match. And that's fine. Like that just, that's how the record lands sometimes. And hopefully we get some good matches in the wrestlebacks. Yeah. I think a lot of it depends on the kids own personal, like maturity and, Stuff like that. Because there's yeah. a lot of wrestlers that are terrible, ter- quote, terrible, like have bad starts to their college careers relative to how they finish. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But some, uh, some it, can, it can send them down a negative path, like thinking that they can't be good. So it's all on how they're – especially for some of the, these guys that have never experienced loss in high school because maybe they wrestled in yeah. a state where it wasn't that challenged or they didn't have that much of a intense national schedule and then – I get to college and it's kind of shocks the system and you're like, well, maybe I can't. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, be thinking about someone like, I think of Seth Gross, how his career started. And then, you know, he didn't have a national champion trajectory. Now he's on a world team. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be examples. That, I think that's super important to say though, is that, um, you know, this, the, and I think that's a huge quitter. Uh, hmm huge source of quitting for for college kids is that they they envision this pristine college career where they go and they do all these great things without recognizing that there's definitely uh it could be a much rockier road than than they anticipate and they're not much it's almost certain it'll be a much rockier road there's very very few people that doesn't happen for yeah for sure fun stuff okay um anything else before we go um, I have nothing for you. Uh, yeah, who's number one this week? I feel like we're just around the corner from the college season, and you know sometimes August can get hard for who uh, for uh, FRL because there's just not a lot going on, 
and sometimes it's tough. And it's so much more fun during the season. We go watch some dual meets on Sunday and we get to talk all about it. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. I Man, I just saw I'm seeing all the world teamers posts and stuff get excited. I was like, dude, we get to watch Jordan Burroughs wrestle in like yeah, a, week, a little more than a week. It's gonna be amazing. Um mm-hmm. tomorrow's gonna be fun because I think we're gonna talk about one sixty five. Oh boy. That's what, what are we talking about? Tears. Oh, we didn't do that yet? Mm-mm. Have we not done all? How many do we have left? Two two left, I believe. 165 and 184, I think, are the only two we didn't do. Well, those are probably two of the most fun weight classes. Yeah. So let's go. Be a fun Wednesday. I don't know about Shane. No idea. No clue. <laughs> we need to freaking hear about Rona. I don't know where he is. We need to find out where are they now, camera, and take it to Shane's house. Yeah, this sounds like the music you would play, like a where are they now? Shane Sparks. <laughs> Shane is on the ad sales department at Flow Sports. All right, I, this is the outro song for today. It apparently is going to be a revolving door of uh, songs that Tyler chooses. We're powerless. So if you don't like it, email Tyler at flowwrestling.com and he'll. Uh, and here's he'll his phone number. Yep, and here's his phone number. All right, thanks a lot, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Happy Tuesday. Happy Who's Number One week. Talk to you later. <laughs>